0: I'm free from all that. I can drop that burden and just um, get back to actually living um, and living living abundantly and living well and living with purpose. And for the first time, that purpose was not weight loss because guess what, ladies? That is not your purpose. Hey
1: friends, I'm Ryan Channel, a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, encouraging other women to seek and know God and grow a deeper relationship with Him. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, a podcast helping Christian women create ultimate mental and physical wellness through meditating on God's Word to renew our minds, learning how to apply His truth to our lives, and taking care of our bodies the way He intends us to my love for Jesus, and my passion for wellness as a holistic health coach collide in this podcast that shares the gospel. Gospel literally means good news, friends. Don't we need more of that in today's world? I believe we all have a God-shaped hole in our hearts, and I want to point you to the only one who can fill it. Come join me and be encouraged as we chat about God's love and how to take care of you. Hey friend, before we get started in today's episode, are you tired of starting each new year with the same goals? Get in shape, eat better, lose weight. What if I told you that a perfect body won't make you happy? That it's not what's missing. Are you ready to get off the merry-go-round of madness and let God take the reins in your mental and physical wellness? If you're really ready to quit setting those same New Year's goals, then you'll definitely want to join my 7-week Wellness and the Word workshop, where we're doing a full wellness and spiritual reset. If you want to grow closer to God and let Him establish your plans, learn how to refresh your soul daily, and take care of your body so you feel your most confident ever, let's do it! You'll get seven weeks of hands-on coaching with me and an accountability community where you'll create friendships rooted in Christ. If you're in, you'll want to join right now because I'm offering a founding members price and an extra bonus for the first five ladies that sign up, a one-on-one coaching session with me before we start the program next week on January 11th. If you're ready to let me be your guide on the side to up-level your entire life with God leading the way, go sign up right now at wellnessandtheword.com slash reset. Welcome to Wellness and the Word, everyone. It's Testimony Tuesday, and I'm so excited because I have Erin Todd with me today. And her testimony comes out of her history of disordered eating and perfectionism. She was a slave to skinny until Jesus set her free. Now she teaches women how to make peace with food and their bodies by learning to follow Jesus, not diets, which I love her podcast and blog focus on intuitive eating for Christian women and welcome Aaron. I'm just so excited to have you today. So before you met God, what was missing in your life, Aaron?
0: I think I was mostly missing a feeling of acceptance and um, I mean self-acceptance and acceptance from others. I just was really struggling with um, feeling good enough and feeling like I belonged and feeling um, just not not understood and not seen and not known and not valued, and just oh, that's hard for a little girl. <laughs> And my uh my coping mechanism for that um was dieting because I had the bright idea that if I conform to worldly standards of beauty, I will be accepted by the world. <laughs> Raise your hand if you've thought that before.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. What what girl or woman hasn't, right? Oh. And it's not, yeah. it, it's so false because even when we hit that, what we think, where we think we need to be, how we think we need to look, is still never enough. Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: That was my experience.
1: Yeah. So what were you trying to do that didn't work?
0: Well, I was trying to control my body and therefore my life <laughs> and therefore my happiness. <laughs> All of those things, you know, I really was bought into this idea of, if you fit a certain size, then you will be happy. And it, that, you know, that sentence itself, that's conditional happiness. That means you can only be happy when you, you know, hit a size, whatever your size is that you're going for. And um, that is just so, um, so worldly and such a trap. And even if you get there, which I did, you're still not satisfied because that is not. What is supposed to be satisfying you? So, um, it was a, it was a tough lesson to learn um, the hard way about putting satisfaction where it doesn't belong, and it doesn't belong in your body.
1: Yeah, definitely, it's that God-shaped hole that I talk about that only God can fill, and we all try to do different things to fill it, and some people. For some people it's diets, for some people it's you know, drugs or alcohol or it's buying clothes or filling up their house with things, but none of it is going to make you feel better or fill that hole. And like you said, I like how you said conditional happiness. Very true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I uh I think your description of it as as the God-shaped, God-sized hole is is something that um I had heard mm-hmm. before and like didn't really understand and couldn't get that deeper understanding of what that really means until i lived this and and felt it firsthand and some things you really just have to learn the hard way and that was that was one of them but now i get it and mm-hmm. you are so right when you say that nothing else is ever going to fill you the way uh, god's love can
1: mm-hmm. yeah and like you said you can't you can't know until you experience it yourself that's just we all have the privilege of getting to have a relationship with God but you can't know until you experience it yourself
0: yeah that's frustrating when I try <laughs> and talk to to friends now that are still dieting it's like listen I don't know what you think this is going to give you but it's not
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. and
0: um every you know everybody's on their own path and their own journey and um so in this in this you know new budding writing and podcasting ministry of trying to Help women who struggled with the things that I struggled with. I'm just I'm just planting seeds because a lot of women, especially if you're around a lot of other women, or you're really um, just in a an area. I mean, we live we live in a very strong diet culture. And if I'm being honest and calling out diet culture for what it is, it's spiritual warfare. It's what's conditioning us to believe you can only be happy when X, you are only going to be good enough when Y. And that is just so contrary to the word.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Right. So true. We're being of the world and not in the word, not finding our identity in God. Wow. That's so good. And I think for some people, it's just like really... God's going to help me lose weight or God's going to help me feel better about myself. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying just believe in God and he's going to help you lose weight. It's really, truly more about the finding your identity in him and then honoring him with your body in a way that, yes, because God wants us to take care of our bodies. Yeah, that's kind of that's the bottom line is it's like I'm not saying, you know, pray every day and you're going to lose weight, but it's it's about just. Finding your identity in Christ. And then in turn, everything else really does fall into place.
0: Yeah, it does. So, what
1: was the turning point in your relationship with God?
0: So, I had a, a spiritual awakening, literally. <laughs> I had a day where the veil was lifted from my eyes and I could finally see what dieting was doing to me and what it was in my life. And I got a very, very clear. Um, press on my heart of conviction from God that dieting was an idol and that I needed to lay it down. And so that was, you know, that was a huge milestone in my life. I could tell you what date that happened. on. Like it, it's a turning point. It is one of the biggest days of my life. And um, I will never forget just I'm, I don't know how I, I was given so much faith as a gift that day, because I just said, yes, Lord. Okay, I surrender. And I don't know how <laughs> it was not me. <laughs> so that was just a beautiful um, encounter with the Lord and from getting called out and knowing, okay, I'm afraid of what's going to happen. I'm afraid to let go of control. I'm afraid to surrender. But I'm also afraid of in a good way, like the fearing of the Lord way. It's like, I heard what you said. I will not disobey that. And, um, so I've just been on this journey of, um, uh, you know, walking it out since then and figuring it out as I go and surrendering dieting and um, learning to follow Jesus, not diets is that's kind of my terminology for intuitive eating. Um, which is something that is, uh exists apart from me. And apart from this, I'm not claiming ownership of intuitive eating by any sense, but, um, the Lord gave intuitive eating to me a couple of months before I got called out. So I was learning about intuitive eating just randomly. I just stumbled upon it and was just devouring the book and listening to podcasts on it. And it was really resonating and clicking. And I'm like, wow, this makes a lot of sense. And so when, I have my spiritual awakening and the Lord says, stop dieting. I knew what to do next. I knew that the next day it would be okay. Day one of the rest of my life <laughs> slash start this intuitive eating journey. And um, so that, that one, that's a day I definitely want to give that credit to that gets that milestone marker for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you were already learning about it. Like he provided that for you you know, he he does. He provides.
0: He left me so many breadcrumbs along the way, even before that. And when I look back now, I can see how he was trying to lead me (laughs) away and I just Mm. wasn't ready to hear it. But, um, you know, in the right timing, um, it finally happened. And, um, thank you, Jesus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, and I love how you said, you said, yes, God, because sometimes that's all we need to do is just have that faith and trust and listen and obey. And it reminds me of Abraham in the Bible. Like, he and a couple of other, of other people in the Bible, they just said, yes, God, they obeyed, they listened. And that's all we need to do sometimes.
0: Yes, he asked us to believe. That is like the main thing. And so mm-hmm. um, it can be, hard to do and harder to live out. But I just um, had a big swelling up and in, in, in my heart and in my soul and in my ho- I felt it everywhere. It's like, I believe this. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take this leap, leap of faith. Finally, like that term made sense for me <laughs> on that day.
1: <laughs> I love it. So if you could thank God for one incident in your faith journey, would that be it or would it be something else?
0: That's definitely it, because that was the wake-up call big time, but also kind of connected to that a couple of months later. um, You know, I did say yes right away, but I did not go to confession right away, and I needed to. And um, I was in the RCIA program, which is kind of like becoming Catholics for Christians that um, are coming into the church as as baby Catholics. And so um, a couple of weeks, or a couple of months actually after the awakening, I got to go to um, my very first sacrament of reconciliation and confess the idolatry and really um, own my sin in that. And, and just, it was so healing to, to say it, (laughs) to say it out loud. I wrote it. I cried it. I, oh, I hope, I hope not all, (laughs) Confessions are like that, but um, it gave me a beautiful encounter with forgiveness. And I really, um, I really felt it. And I understand why they call it the sacrament of reconciliation because I felt so (sighs) seen, but also reconciled and connected. And I just felt like that unity. And the forgiveness just washed over me. It was so powerful. I mean, I just there. <laughs> that that should get. That's kind of the bookend of the awakening. That, that those are tied in in my mind as one experience, but they are distinct and they had their own gifts.
1: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that. And it sounds like just like a huge sigh of relief after, huh?
0: <laughs> yes. Yes. Because I mean, even when I knew intellectually like, okay, no more diets, no more idols specifically um, until you really get, you don't get the fullness of that. You're not really fully surrendering and obeying until you confess your sin and repent from it. I mean, that's part of the process. You can't um, get the fullness of that forgiveness and the fullness of being spirit led as you're walking forward, turning away from the past and moving forward until you do that. And it just, it feels good. People are afraid of it. And it just, it's so, so healing. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Who knew? (laughs) Not me. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's bringing that sin or that you know, idol out of the dark and into the light, and the Bible does tell us to confess our sins to one another or to another person, and and we will be forgiven, and we can, for, can confess that to God, and we are forgiven, and that I think that is a beautiful picture of just that forgiveness, and we all can be more forgiving to each other, and God God forgives us, and He just wants us to to lay it down to get it into the light, and and we are forgiven, so that's so beautiful.
0: Yes. Thank you.
1: So if you could thank God for one person in your faith journey, who would it be?
0: Um, I would love to thank him and I'm going to call her after and thank her myself, my mother, because she, um, she has always been a woman of faith. Even when we did not grow up in church, she was showing me Jesus before I'd even heard the name Jesus. And, um, I can't ever thank her enough for that.
1: That is so beautiful. And it's such a reminder. I know I've heard this before, but we can show people Jesus through us, through our actions. And how, how amazing. You didn't even know Jesus, but your mom's love and her faith, like Jesus shown through her. And that's that's so beautiful. And it's so convicting as a mom. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's beautiful. So, what difference has Jesus made in your life?
0: Oh, like the biggest difference ever. <laughs> like I don't, I don't mean to sound flippant with that, but it's it's the biggest transformation I've ever experienced. Um, And of all the transformations I ever thought I wanted with dieting, like the big before and after, like this before and after cannot. Um, it's just they're not even in the same league. I mean, all of the pain and suffering and just bondage I was in with dieting, like he took that away. I i mean, that's where the, I was a slave to skinny until Jesus set me free. Like that's where like I mean that like I felt free afterwards and I felt oh, so much peace and joy and all of that mental energy, not, not even to mention the physical energy that I was putting into dieting, but the mental energy where you're singularly focused on one thing, like that's exhausting. And my mind was so, um, so overtaken with diet thoughts and just having, you know, the idol being the focus. And I just felt so like, it was just like all the clouds parted and I had clarity (laughs) and space And it was quiet in there for like the first time ever. I mean, it was just amazing. I I think the mental, um, which I kind of tie in with emotional too, benefits are right up there with the physical benefits, which is as well, you know, I'm not running my health into the ground trying to (sighs) eat an impossibly perfect, weird, clean diet that has nothing to do with what my body needs and do some really extreme um, painful fitness program that has nothing to do with what feels good to my body. It's like, I'm free from all that. I can drop that burden and just um, get back to actually living um, and living, living abundantly and living well and living with purpose. And for the first time, that purpose was not weight loss. Cause guess what ladies, that is not your purpose.
1: Yes. Oh, that's so good. So good, Erin. It's so true because like you mentioned, the emotional and the mental space that that takes up, trying to figure out what you're eating and all of that, you you can't walk in your true purpose if that's all you're consumed with. What a great point. My gosh. Yeah.
0: That was what really helped me finally kind of connect with the idol concept because most of us hear that word And we're just like, oh, that doesn't apply to me. Oh, I'm not worshiping a statue, you know, whatever. (laughs) It's like, Mm -hmm. no, like what is first in your life? Like, and when you really search your heart and I knew what the answer was because it was first in my thoughts. It was first in my calendar. It was like the first thing I did when I got out of bed. I mean, like it's, (laughs) it's so, um, it so will overtake your life if you allow it. And um, that is just not what he wants for us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's a great question to ask. What is first in your life? Because maybe for others, it's not the food or they're working out. What is first in your life? Because if it's not God, then that is what is the idol or what's taking place of what should be first, which is God.
0: Yeah. And it's so, it's very, um, I feel like that might've been a little bit of an oversimplification because like health is a good thing. I'm not saying health isn't a good thing. And, you know, being successful in your ministry or providing for your family, like those are good things, but the enemy can make those good things, God things, and they are not. And, um, it's, it's just a question of priorities. And that's, that's what I always come back to. And the Lauren Daigle song first is like my heart check for that. I made a whole playlist off of that. And it's, I have to constantly remind myself because oh, yeah. once, you know, if you have an idle heart and many of us do, <laughs> mine just wants to go looking for the next thing. It's like, okay, well, it's not dieting anymore, but maybe now it's podcasting or maybe now it's writing my book, you know, it will go right to the next thing. And it's like, nope, come on back, recenter, <laughs> focus your mind and your heart and get in alignment with the Lord and keep him first. And that is an ongoing daily practice for me and it's a struggle, but I'm doing it. I mean, it's, it's not like light switch is flipped and I'm free from diets and the rest of life is, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it is still work, but, um, it's, it's a beautiful practice to do. And it, you know, like that's how I learned what relying on God is all about, because it's like, I <laughs> have to mm-hmm. rely constantly and it's getting better with experience. And the more you walk it out, Um, you know, the the more it becomes a muscle that you can kind of train and cultivate and get stronger with practice. But um, we're never done keeping God first.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, like you said, it's a daily practice because you have to, you have to practice daily. It's not, it's never going to be easy. There's so many shiny things in the world (laughs) meant to distract us. And yeah, we just, we have to make sure that we constantly come back to God. Cause even for me, I can definitely testify to that. I, well, I have a great ministry here, you know, wellness in the word. I am hopefully pointing people to Jesus. That's my whole point, but I can get definitely carried away with like, what am I, what am what, what is my, what are my podcasts going to be about? And I'm excited about it. It's my new hobby. I love it, but I got to make sure to, am I still putting God first? Am I still reading his word? Am I, am I still living out what I'm telling other people to do? <laughs>
0: yep. Yep. I'm right there with you.
1: Mm-hmm. So is there anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share?
0: I want to encourage uh, any dieters or people, you know, okay, here's the other thing dieting, quote unquote, as like a term is kind of like people are kind of waking up to the fact that diets don't work. I mean, I think practically every woman I know has been on a diet that didn't work. Like we kind of get it. And yet that's still a thing in the culture. And now it's kind of morphed into this sneaky, it's not a diet, it's a lifestyle. So we have to eat super clean and only have kale smoothie bowls in the morning and, you know. I don't mean to to demonize kale smoothie bowls. If you like those, great. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, diets are sneaky now. This is a tool that the enemy is using to keep women on the proverbial treadmill, and we need to wake up to diet culture as being spiritual warfare. And when we start to have eyes to think about diet culture that way, and food rules that way, and exercise rules that way. Um, it really kind of sets up this contrast between the worldly way of doing something diet culture and the word so i want i would point out that so that women can have eyes to see that i just want to plant that seed like check it out like start thinking critically put on your gospel goggles and take a look and be like hmm this really line up with what God says? (laughs) Because most of the time it's not, especially, you know, this black and white, all or nothing, pass fail kind of thinking where if you fail a diet, you are bad. Or if you eat a quote, bad food, you are quote bad. It's like Jesus declared all foods clean. You know, like we don't, we're not, we're not eating in this legalistic way. Like we're, we have grace. We don't need to do that. It is a slavery thing that um, I just, I like to point people to that as an issue. Like, hey, this is a thing because, hey, this was my thing, <laughs> and I was stuck in it for twenty plus years. So, I just want to call it out so that um, maybe. Someone can recognize that could be something that they are struggling with, and that they need to douse with a good um, amount of grace and truth.
1: Yes, so much grace and truth. I love that. This has been such an awesome conversation, Erin. I appreciate you so much.
0: So, Thank where can you people? Thank you for having con- me. <laughs> yeah, of course. Where can people connect with you? So, I am on Instagram at ginger underscore in underscore progress. My blog's called ginger in progress. And I think I have that domain ginger in progress.com, but my name, Aaron L. Todd is my website and that's my personal blog. And then the podcast is called intuitive eating for Christian women. And wherever you get your podcast, you should be able to find that. And we have a website also intuitive eating for Christian And, um, Oh, what's the Instagram for that one? It's intuitive.eating.podcast. <laughs> okay. So many names. I will, I will happily send you these links if that makes it easier. Yes. But, um, but yeah, it, if you Google follow Jesus, not diets, I hope you'll find me. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. I love that.
1: That's so great. Love that tagline. Yep. I will definitely put all of the links in the show notes. So thank you again so much. This really has been so wonderful. And I know that people are going to get a lot out of this. I think this was such a blessing.
0: Oh, I hope so. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Wellness in the Word. May you be blessed and always be a blessing. Bye.
1: Hey, friend. Thanks so much for listening to Wellness in the Word. If you haven't yet, it would mean so much to me if you would leave me a review or share this podcast with a friend so
0: others can be encouraged along with us.